Welcome back to Cultural Exchange, or if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Not only has today's guest art been shown around the world from New York City, Houston, China, and Korea, you've probably also seen his comedic videos on TikTok and Instagram. Please welcome to the show, Stephen Baboon. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? How is everything? I'm good. I'm gonna be excited to be here and to talk to you. How are you? I am good. You know, as as much as we can be during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been tough for a lot of people, but uh, yeah, we just gotta keep going. Yeah. How has it been for you? It's been it's been really interesting because uh, I actually graduated grad school during the pandemic. Wow! So I, congratulations. Thank you. Got that diploma and dipped, but. <laughs> <laughs> basically you know i was in my last i was in my uh second to last semester of grad school mm-hmm. and march 2020 happened and then the lockdown happened and we had to switch to online and you know mm-hmm. schools didn't know what was going on and so i literally finished my uh, thesis in my apartment by myself it was wow. so weird but yeah for like, those who are not familiar with you, you know, tell them a little yeah, bit about yourself. Yeah, I would love to. So I'm Stephen Baboon. I'm a uh, I'm a queer Haitian Syrian artist from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and I'm based in New York. Uh, I'm a lens-based artist, and I work in photography, video, mm-hmm. performance art, installation, and uh, digital. I guess digital comedy or comedy mm-hmm. uh, with my character called Marie Claude, which is an alter ego that <laughs> crazy she's a crazy uh, she's a wild one but basically she she was created you know within my art practice she's mm-hmm. like a character a performance character but yeah I do um, conceptual photography fashion music all of that so at this point you do everything so I'm just waiting for you to tell me you sing and write <laughs> <laughs> Samantha, girl, I can't, that will not happen. <laughs> uh, now, um, tell us about you getting into art. Um, you Did you grow up in Haiti? Yeah, so okay. I, I grew up and I was raised in Haiti. I actually left Haiti for college. Okay. Um, when it was time for me to go to college, I went to American University in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always an artist. You know, I was always that kid who locked his, himself up in his room and wrote, you know, I, uh, I would write plays and you know, create these characters, create these fan- fantasy stories. Uh, I used to watch a lot of, uh, I don't know if you know the movie Fantasia. It's like a Mickey Mouse magic film. I don't think I'm familiar. Yeah, so at a young age, you know, I used to, art was always uh, something I clinged on to. And you know, growing up in Haiti, art is everywhere. Right, absolutely. You know, art is such a big influence in our visual culture and in our lives. So that also was a subconscious, played a subconscious part in my uh, wanting to become an artist and also I wanted to tell my country's story you mm-hmm. know because I was so frustrated at how the media kind of uh, mm, yeah. you know that you know they 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 told our narrative so unjustly and so violently and so yes. uh you know and so I, I you know as a young kid I wanted to counter that narrative and you know empower all of Haitians to tell our story right. um and so, yeah, I got a camera at 14 and that was it. And I knew this was what I needed to do, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what made you decide to move to America to pursue that? 
Yeah, you know, I recognize that I'm very pri- privileged in the sense I could leave and you know pursue art mm-hmm. elsewhere. You know,、uh, art is something that still needs to be very supported and structured in Haiti. You know, there there are not really huge opportunities for what I wanted to do as an artist in Haiti.、Right. Um, and so, yeah, and so I decided. I'm like, I think this is the right move for me. You know,、uh, going to America, which you know, you know, you have the film industry, you have photography, you have, you know, existing structures that support artists. You know, absolutely.、Uh, so yeah, that's why I just that's what I was like. I and you know, you know, growing up in Haiti, your whole life, you know, there's a sense that you you want to travel, you want to see something different,、right. you、yeah. want to change of. Of of scenery,、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah.、Um, now、uh, you mentioned that Haiti、uh, art is a big part and、uh, plays a big part in Haiti, which it truly does. But it's interesting、mm-hmm. you say that because、um, Haitian parents are not going to tell you pursue art ever. Oh no, <laughs> no no. So is- what were your parents thought when you said this is something you're going to actually per- pursue as a career choice? Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I was very lucky because I think my parents saw how serious I was.、Mm, you know, they they really felt like, okay, this this kid is serious. And you know, my dad especially was always the one to be like, look, you do whatever you want to do.、Mm-hmm. You know, because even my dad, as a child, he had dreams he wanted to pursue but couldn't because of economic、right. situation or like maybe lack of support. And so. He want he never he, you know I think subconsciously he's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let what happened to me happen to my child. Right, right. I'm not to say that my dad you know is not happy now he is but yeah、know. yeah they just you know parents exactly kind of yeah choices yeah. My dad just to say all this to say that my dad was so supportive of my、That's、career.、Awesome. My mom was like, "Oh, success! I've lived like, oh, super to feel doctor, that guy, you know." Yeah. But then I think she saw how how passionate I was about everything.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, what made you start making the the videos, the TikTok and Instagram videos? Like, what what brought that on? Yeah,、uh, good question. You know, I've always made these vid. You know, in 2015 when Snapchat started to happen,、mm. it to become popping. I don't know if you remember 2014, 2015, and when filters before filters when was never really a thing until Snapchat came along and created these filters. Right. And so the wide mouth filter, <laughs> the, the Marie Claude filter, was one of the first filters that Instagram launched. Right. And so, 2015, I used to make these like silly videos just for my friends only. Yeah, yeah. And my friends used to be like, "Yo, you should post them. You're funny, haha." I'm like, "No, I'm not. Like, y'all are my friends. Like, you're all." <laughs> and but yeah, I kept doing these for my friends, just like for fun. You know, I, I never thought anything of it. But fast forward five, six years, you know, during the lockdown, Samantha, I was in a very, very Bad place,、mm. um, like a lot of people, I can imagine. You know,、yeah. it's hard. Look, using, I lost my job.、Wow. All of a sudden, you know, I, you know,、uh, streams of income were、mm-hmm. unexistent. You know,、uh, I had to finish school online. Didn't even see my community, my cohort. I was alone, and so, I, and you know, my parents being in Haiti, my friends, family, everybody's apart, and my own anxieties and my own mental. Mental health obstacles, you know, just started to crash during the quarantine. 
and I was in a very dark place. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I don't know what got into me. You know, I was like, you know what? Everybody's inside, you know, I have nothing to lose. Let me start a TikTok. Let me just put these videos on TikTok. And, you know, I created it, posted my first TikTok. And I honestly, I kid you not, after my first post, just <laughs> MC, this girl just grew wings and became bigger than, than me, you know? Mm -hmm. so, I'm very, so very grateful. And it's so wonderful that something so positive, I would hope, mm -hmm. came from a very <laughs> negative place. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's amazing that that yeah. helped you get through that. When I tell you, I literally cry every video uh, thank you um, so you much. got you got you got the whatsapp sporting happen <laughs> with the with the haitian parents like i <laughs> love it thank you so much that's so do, nice yeah. do people recognize you like in the haitian community when you're out at all yeah you know what girl it's crazy and i'm not used to it yeah they do i have a i have people coming up to me you know in brooklyn miami all these places you know you know uh and it's so, so weird because I'm not used to being in front of the camera, you know, as right, a photographer, right. you're always, you know, always the visual force, the creative mm -hmm. force, the person behind it. And I like it that way. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it all changed with that character. And it's, it's pretty humbling. And I'm very grateful, you know, as long as I can make people happy, you know, that's honestly, that's it. And, that's and it, yeah, I found yeah, through the comedy, I found my co a community of people, you know, I yeah. can interact with people, people are laughing, we're laughing together. And that made me feel better during quarantine. I felt closer to home, mm -hmm. you know, having this community uh, laughing and joke, we're all joking together. So it's cool. Would you uh, ever consider, um, you know, taking like comedy serious, acting serious at all? Like being in front of this yeah. uh, camera? sure yeah that, that, that's an interesting question uh, maybe you know maybe uh, a lot of people are like do stand up do stand up but you know mm -hmm. that's another ball game yeah you know? that's a yeah yes yeah. yeah, so, you know there com com comedy is an art and i salute all comedians you know mm -hmm. i don't at this point maybe you know i never want to say never but never to say never yeah never to say never but stand up is another beast so i have a lot to learn and mm -hmm. a lot to grow you know so we'll see we'll see absolutely um, so you're also Syrian, right? Yeah, I am also Syrian. This, yeah, Syrian descent. Tell us, um, tell me a little bit about growing up in Haiti. Now you were born in Haiti. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So my parents, my parents are both Haitian, mm -hmm. and my mom is first generation Haitian. So my mom's my mom's parents immigrated from Syria to Haiti in the 1950s. My dad is like third, fourth generation Haitian. So he's lost his kind of wherever his people. Syrian, might, right, yeah. right. He's, you know, Pal he's, he's from Palestinian, Armenian descent. Mm, okay. My mom is more in tune. You know, my mom speaks Arabic. My grandparents speaks Arab speak Arabic. So, yeah. Uh, but I was born in Miami, Florida. And mm, uh, okay. yeah, at a very young age, my parents, you know, uh, moved back to Haiti because they couldn't find work and they had finished school and they, they didn't have their OTP or residency or whatever mm -hmm. it goes. So they had, to, they, they moved back to Haiti and they had me and, you know, as young parents, they wanted their, their family to, to be a support system for their kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So they moved back and yeah, and I grew up there and my, my friends are there, my teachers, family, everybody's there. And so at, in college, uh, when I, it was time to go to college, I moved to the U.S. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, so that's how it happened. 
was your mom um is your mom able to was she able to keep the you know Syrian traditions you know with you did you grow up with that tell us tell me a little bit about growing up in Haiti but also being you know of Syrian yeah, descent yeah, yeah definitely it's interesting because you know it's like a mix of cultures you know we had the Syrian mm-hmm. culture and the Haitian culture you know we used to have banan pesé with like kibi you know <laughs> food you know and we used to listen you know family dinners was like blasting compa and then half of the night we're blasting uh, arab music that's hilarious yeah so it's like a mesh of culture you know it was mm-hmm. really interesting and my grandma her her creole is beautiful but it's mm-hmm. broken you know her creole is uh she has a thick act arab accent <laughs> arabic and creole are what i had to to speak with my grandparents, grandparents right yeah and so yeah i mean yeah that's it's, so you're fluent in arabic i i wouldn't say i'm fluent. <laughs> i can say how are you where's the food where's the bathroom mm-hmm. is that but i don't think i can like sit down and have like a very like a conversation like this you know that's mm-hmm. extreme but but my mom does you know my mom speaks fluently and everything that's oh. awesome um so how was it um growing up in Haiti and then knowing you know being part of the queer community like were you out when you no. were younger like how did that tell me a little bit about that because that's awesome that yeah you know, you're you you like straight up I'm a queer Haitian like that's opening statement yes yeah yeah definitely you know growing up in Haiti it was a unique experience for me mm. because I was alienated in two, two ways I was alienated culturally and I was alienated sexually and I'm gonna mm. unpack that You know, growing up in Haiti, I was never Haitian enough. I was never Syrian enough. You know, I mm-hmm. I was never accepted in both spaces. Maybe I didn't look a certain way, so I wasn't accepted. You know, for some reason, maybe I thought a certain way. Maybe you know, I my sexuality was different. And, you know, being queer, being on on top of that, being queer, you know, the Haitian and Syrian cultures are very conservative. Absolutely. And so I was like, yo, like where do literally where do I belong? Mm-hmm. because it's like in Haiti they tell me to go back to my country you know they call me blah 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 mm-hmm. west they call me you know they 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 think I'm they, you know I'm a foreigner and I'm I'm an immigrant they tell me to go back to my country in Syria they tell me to go back to my country so it's like at at a very young age I understood like yeah you know I have this weird hybrid identity that I people can't put me in boxes yeah. and that people feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, a lot of people share my my similar situation, you know, whether you're ha- Haitian Jamaican, Haitian American, you know, right. you're always in that space where you're like, yo, what am I really? Can you identify as? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What am I allowed to embrace and and, and not embrace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing up queer was uh definitely a challenge. But I I understand that I, I did have the privilege to go to college. So at a young age, at 18, 17, whatever we go to at whatever age you go to undergrad, you know, I I was in DC, so I felt I could explore my gender and sexuality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in a in a you know, safe enough space, in a liberal yeah. space. And so I built that confidence in me. So whenever I came back to Haiti, nobody could tell me shit. <laughs> because mm, I was, period. You know, because I I assumed myself. I know who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I know who I am, and so. Yeah. Did you come out to your family at an early age, or was it more so when you left? I came out. Yeah, I came out to my best friend at the time at 16, okay. and she was the only one who knew until I graduated high school in 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 uh, Haiti, and I started to come out to my family and friends left and right before I left for college. I felt like I owed them that for some mm-hmm. reason. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I came to my came out to my parents. You know, didn't, my mom didn't take it too well. You know, <laughs> your mom's a more serious one. Yeah, she's like, girl, that's not what I. You know, yeah, that's not what I wanted. Oh, <laughs> you know, you, you didn't want you to marry the girl, have kids. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think she's getting over it. I think she's learning and growing. Thank mm-hmm. God. You know, you know how it's hard. Yeah, it's it's def- that's that's why I'm like. The mm-hmm. fact that um, you were so open with that, it's like, I honestly, I barely can name like people, like Haitian yeah. people part of the queer community, like that I personally know that are open and out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's amazing that, you know, you're on, especially on a, a bigger scale because, you know, people are watching your videos and yeah. they're going viral all the time. And then, you know, as soon as you click your page, you see that you're queer. So that's that's dope because I know there are a lot of closeted people. So from a yeah. caribbean or like you know yeah foreign places where that's not accepted at all so that's amazing definitely thank you yeah and you know i just want a better queer haitian future for all mm-hmm. you know, all queer haitians you know it's you know queerness is beautiful and it's part of our culture it's part of voodoo you know queerness yeah. voodoo it's something that's accepted something that's celebrated you know um and so it's sad to me that queer phobia is so prevalent in haitian mm-hmm society you know but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that you know there are a lot of queer haitian activists and artists uh that are doing great stuff so it's funny because i think about like sweet mickey always wearing pink and like the stuff he would do and i know like you know it wasn't a problem (laughs) mickey used to come out and carnival uh stuns in dresses yeah dresses tank tops like like, y'all y'all gonna persecute a haitian haitian for wearing a dress in the street a haitian gay for wearing a dress in the street and but then you praise this man who's Mm -hmm. also cross-dressing yeah it's crazy um so on a lighter note have you been to syria before yeah two times in my life oh when when's the last time you've been to syria Um, first time i went in 2018 and that was i was a kid i was like what i mean 2008 sorry i'm like <laughs> yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right yeah. um yeah 2008 and that was pre-civil war that was before the revolution mm-hmm. and then last time i went was in 2019 during the civil war tell me a little bit about um both yeah. those times and the differences and when you went maybe. sure yeah uh you know, in 2018, in 2008, I was, a, you know, I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. so I wasn't too aware or conscious about the political implications or whatever. But that was a time where Syria, wa- Syria was thriving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Samantha, I, 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 I still vividly remember my experience there. It was so awesome. You know, all the kids were out until one, two o'clock, three yeah. o'clock a.m. Yeah. Walked to, we walked home alone. And this is what my mom was like, this is what I meant when I talk about a Haiti that was, you know, you know, you hear parents talk all the time, let, you know, let Duval était président or, you know, the streets were clean, this and that. It was a completely different Haiti. Yeah. And so I've never had that kind of, you know, I've never had that kind of freedom, you know, growing up in Haiti, you know, Mm -hmm. um, no way you could stay at 3 a.m. walk alone, you, walk you know, right. or whatever. So that was beautiful. Um, and I finally got to connect with a land that my grandparents have been always talking about. Mm. You know, finally being there, you know, it felt very surreal. But last time I went in 2019, it was kind of 
a little heartbreaking, you know, all the destruction of, you know, the dictatorship and U.S. intervention. You saw bombings, you saw destruction everywhere, you know, uh, obviously not in all places, but... Mm -hmm. And I felt like this is like going there. I felt like, oh, my God, like I come from two homelands of trauma, Haiti, Syria, like where can I escape? Both of our homelands are hurting, like... You know, we come from a lot of trauma, us as Haitians. We just, some, <laughs> sometimes we hide it, you know, yeah. sometimes it's like, we move on. Let's just move on. Yeah. We don't move on it. So that was, the, that hit me. That was the first time like, oh my God, both of my homelands are yeah. in deep political and social uh, trauma. And, 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 you know, and so the last time I went, although it was beautiful and wonderful to be with my family, it was just, I kept having that in the back of my mind. And it fueled uh, a lot of art projects and ideas I had and, and, and feelings and everything. So but it was an interesting contrast. Right. Okay. How do you think um, both your cultures helped mold you into the person you are today? Mm-hmm, good question. I think, I think being from two drastically different cultures gives me the ability to kind of be a chameleon mm. and at the same time like not be anything at all like like in the sense that like you know i can tap into my haitian roots and i can tap into my syrian roots and i can discover similarities and differences from both and i could mm. be both at the same time or be one at the same time or be none at the same time because i'm not like i never belonged so i'm not tied to anything yeah. not tied to any expectations because it's like people are like i don't know what to do with this kid right. you know and it's a phenomenon that's i, I I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like yo i understand what right this yeah i was gonna say that yeah i mean you too maybe you you have similar sentiments as me you know wow. and like yeah i mean it's 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 wonderful it's so great you know to be from beautiful cultures like haiti and syria mm. you know but it's also complicated because it's like sometimes you know you're rejected in some aspects of it so it's uh it's, i don't know and sometimes it's it's you know uh yeah i don't know if i'm making sense it's a very <laughs> not good so, so hard i i love that question i get asked it a, a lot it's mm. just it's very hard to explain something. It's like you have so much you know? to say, but you can only get yeah, so much out. It's such an yeah, it's such an interesting phenomenon. So, what would you wonderful. What would you say are your favorite things about Haiti? Oh, so many, girls, So many. I think... I think... My favorite thing about Haiti is... Is... I don't want to say the art. That sounds so like generic, but it's the art. It's the art. I don't think that's generic at all. Th- yeah, I think, I think I think my favorite thing about Haiti is we have an artist spirit. We are an mm. artist country. We we contemplate our trauma, our victories, our happiness mm. in art. Yeah. You know, we manifest it in music. We manifest it in visuals. We manifest it in clothes, in our hair. We manifest it in so many visually strong ways. For me, when I look at Haiti, it's we are so visually powerful, you know, and we are so culturally powerful. Like the Haitian culture, you know, 
it's so distinct. You know, you smell Haitian wherever. Yeah, like, that's you, know, you know what I'm saying? We have mm-hmm. distinct identity that that we carry. Like who, wherever we are in the world, we can carry it. Absolutely. And I think another thing I love about Haiti is just. It's just our our ability to not take shit from anyone, you know, yes, historically yes, yes. and presently. Like, that's what I'm going to do with the people who are going to do No! No! We do not That's do a that. fact. That is do a you fact. Know? I don't know if I can curse on your podcast. No, you can apologies. curse. <laughs> But it's just, it carries us through. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's that's yeah, that's a great answer. Also, just how hospitable we are, and you know how, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I I know if I come to your crib, girl, what family? Not to the music, not you know what I'm saying? Like there is this Off your tea, exactly. That juicy one, like they gonna be right. Bro, what for plate for me? But like I'm you know, leftovers that on. That is a food. fact. That's a fact. We're communal. We're not an individualistic society like America, for mm-hmm. example. We care for each other. Yeah. That's special. That's awesome. What about um Syria? What's your favorite things about Syria? And you know what's crazy? The same thing. Mm. I, I would say the same thing I love about Haiti is the same thing I love about Syria because going to Syria recently, I'm like, yo, Syria is it's 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 so much like Haiti. You know, the hospitality, the food, the culture, the res- the, the the kind of uh, you know, uh, not taking shit from anyone. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, and it's the same answer. I will say, not to be lazy, but it's <laughs> no, no, that you know, like it's the same thing. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So we're gonna play two quick games. Let's go. One is a true or false. Since okay. you are of Haitian Syrian descent, mix it in there, and then the other one is just gonna be your favorite. Okay, cool. Let's so go. So you ready? Mm-hmm. The population of Syria is about 17 million. True or false? <gasps> false. True. True, true, true. That is correct. <laughs> cool. Christianity is the largest religion. True or false? Where? In, In uh, Syria, I'm sorry. False. That is correct. It is Islam. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the capital of Syria is... Ali Po, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, that's false. That is correct. Do you know the capital? Yeah, Damascus. That's correct. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> they were coming for you. <laughs> the official language of Syria is Arabic. True or false? That's true. That is correct. Over to Haiti. Yes. Uh, the official languages of Haiti are French and Creole. True or false? Very true. That is correct. Haiti declared independence from France in 1904. Soup jumu is the most celebrated dish in Haitian culture and eaten every Haitian Independence Day, which is yep, New Year's yep, Day. Yep, true. That is correct. Uh, so Clef Jean is a former president of Haiti. True. Girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> <False>. <laughs> the last one. 
and yes. it, I already know you know this, but it is a sign of disrespect in Haitian culture to not formally greet the adults when entering the room. <laughs> True or false? False. You don't greet no adults. I'm sure. <laughs> That is, every- that is true. That is true. That is what true. the moment. They went, oh, thank God for the pandemic, because I was like, no. Listen, no kisses. Samantha, I, I remember this vividly, girl. I went to a party as a kid, bro. I swear to God, there was 900 people at this party. <laughs> so and I had to say bye to 900 people. I'm, like, no. yeah, I'm crying because that <laughs> happened to me at a, a, a church event. <laughs> and I walked in and hear my mom go just oh I'll sell you I'll sell you and I'm like moon <laughs> I swear bro oh my god they don't get, the moment you don't kiss one it's like I oh know. my god oh, oh my god <laughs> yo you're killing me that is so true man let, let you walk into a room it's hi what <laughs> Yo, I remember, oh my God, sorry. My mom, I remember, you know, American, I don't know. You, you know, they say hi differently. Maybe a handshake, maybe a hug, some kiss. But I remember I was in college and my mom was visiting me. I was an undergrad. AP, I, you know, I introduced her to my friends. I believe in Zim, everything after I introduced her. I'm like, Mama, you know, on the chin. They, oh my gosh. Oh my god. That is hilarious. All right. So next I'm just gonna say, um, I'm gonna say the you know what it is, and you just tell me your favorite three of that category, I guess. Cool. Favorite uh Haitian dish. Favorite Haitian dishes. Okay. Um favorite Haitian dish. Do I have to pick like like you, if you have one or two, three is fine, yeah. Like, you know how, like, banana pizza goes with piquilis? Like, does that count as one if I say... No, you could... However you eat it. Like, whatever whatever it is that you eat. Top first... Uh, my first uh, top uh, one dish is... Number one dish is du jonjon avec sauce... Equivisna sauce creole. That's my favorite. Okay. Um, mm, oh, girl, yeah, with some zaboukwa, you know? <laughs> I love it. Et puis, I want to say my second is souffle maï. I love it. I love that. Okay. And yeah, and my third one, man, that's really hard. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say either like between Lalo and Legim. Mm, okay. That's a battle in itself. Yeah, I know, I know. I wanna lean more towards Lalo though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I recently, not recently, like this past year, mm-hmm. had what I felt like was like the best Lalo. I was never a fan of Lalo. Yeah. Where, where do you live? I'm in Jersey. Okay. Oh no way. There's good Lalo in Jersey. You gotta put me on. Girl, let's do No, you know I, I was asking you, is there no. good Lalo? <laughs> I'm oh, like, you know- no, I'm trying to get I'm trying to find some good Lalo here. That's why I'm I get excited. I, had, I had, listen, it was my, my aunt. Yeah. That that sent it over. And then Ooh. like that yeah. Nice. Because awesome. I always told my mom, don't even make Lalo. <laughs> I don't like it. Just give me legging. That's all I could do. Yeah. Um, favorite Syrian dish. Oh, that's hard. Favorite Syrian dish. My first one is meshi. So what is? Yeah, I was gonna say what yeah. is that? So there's two types of meshi you can do. Mm-hmm. So meshi is basically stuffed great leaves. Okay. Or stuffed cabbage leaves. Mm-hmm. And my favorite is the cabbage leaf. So it's stuffed with rice, like viand, stuff like that. And it's really, really good. Um, my second 
it's a dessert, but it's kanafe. And it's like the Syrian dessert. It's like cheese with like uh, this sweet sauce. If we like, uh, I don't know how to say vermicelle. I don't know how to say vermicelle. I don't know. How to say. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. And then I think my third one has to be. Yeah, I want to say kafta, which is like uh, uh, grounded lamb meat. It's like it's like a burger, grounded lamb meat, and it's either grilled or okay. do it roasted. So that sounds tasty. Yeah, it's really good. Um, favorite childhood game. Favorite childhood game. I love to jump rope, bro. I don't know if uh, I love to jump rope. You double dutch. I don't double dutch, oh, but sorry. it was a big deal during recess at school. Yo, we used to play a massive game of of. Uh, yeah, of, of jump rope. It was so fun. So what were you guys doing? Just like who could jump okay. rope the most? So it's like, it's like, there's this song in Creole. It's called Le Palais Royal. But anyway, basically, it's like, this, just, it determines who you're going to marry, what car you're going to have. Okay, yeah. So you like, you know, you jump rope until you land on a letter and then, oh, you're going to marry, you land on B, you're going to marry Bill or something. <laughs> Like you know, kid game. It's uh, so funny. Every kid game, you always try and figure out who you're gonna marry. Trying to marry, I. What car you gonna drive? How many kids? None of that came true. Like, <laughs> I know, bro. I'm I'm like 25 and I'm like struggling to fucking pick. But oh um, gosh. a second childhood game. I want to say, like cards, like what whatever card game was like popping in recess, yeah. you know. Um, and then third was Lago Kashi. I don't know if you ever played like hide and seek. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 hide and seek. That's my ch- favorite. So you child. didn't play dominoes? Like how you not? Yeah, we played dominoes, but bro, I'm not good at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna add it. <laughs> favorite childhood snack? Oof. Like what did you snack on in Haiti? Yo, a lot of stuff, man. There was a lot of great snack. There was this thing called Tito when I was a kid in Haiti. Girl, I don't know, but I think it's a bunch of sugar, but it's like this <laughs> long stick and it's sugar mixed with, I think, cinnamon. I don't know. And they used to sell it on, on the street or like by the school mm-hmm. and you used to buy them and it was so good. It came in like these long sticks and you bit them. That was amazing. Um, bro, I, I, I love fruit, fruit roll-ups. I was a fruit roll-up kid. You know, I used to put fruit roll-up in my finger and like suck on my finger as a kid or something. You know, you would pretend it's like a wedding ring. Right. Um, and then third, I want to say comparette. It's like this uh, Haitian, like, cookie. Okay. Made of, like, you can put nuts in it. You can put raisin. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. It's like a, it's almost like a, it's almost like a scone-ish. Okay. okay. You know, kind yeah. of like, yeah. Favorite artist or artist? Like, like singing or, like, photography? Um... Like... You could give uh, your favorite, yeah, give one of each, like, um, as far as art and, um, and then, like, singer or rapper. Yeah. Art, that's hard. That's hard. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I have one favorite. I think my cute, my favorite is whoever I'm obsessed with that month. That, so who is it now? Now it's a photographer called Dina Lawson. I love Dina Lawson. She recently shot Rihanna a couple years ago. She's nice. really, really does incredible work. So I just I have her book here and I've been studying her. She's great. Singer, oh man, that's hard. Oh yeah, that's hard. But my favorite is between 
Lady Gaga and Chanel Monet. They're my queens. They're my stands. I've been standing them. <laughs> That's no, good though. Those little fourteen-year-old, you know, tweeting like hashtag. You know, Listen, like, Gaga had the game on lock. Let me tell you, bro. <laughs> she's the reason. I, I honestly, she's the reason her music really gave me, uh, as a child, gave me a lot of confidence. That's awesome. And Monet, like she's a weird queer artist. Yeah. You know? Saw so much of like her ideas and how she like performed and mm-hmm. visuals, like all of that excited me as a child. But yeah. Do you rap any rappers or? Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm so gay, man. I love <laughs> Nicki Minaj is my queen. I'm she like. I, who, my, who did you say? Nicki Minaj. Nicki oh, Minaj. Nicki Minaj. But that listen. Well, she's that's hilarious. I'm so gay. <laughs> Yo, she's she's my queen. Um, and I would say like uh, I I don't really listen to American hip hop, mm-hmm. more like rap Creole. Yeah. I'm gonna say people like Baki. You know. I love Baki, Wendy, Kanis, um, all these amazing rappers. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Favorite TV shows or cartoons? Favorite TV shows uh, or cartoons. And you know, I'm not big on TV shows. I really am not big on TV shows, but um, I like Euphoria. I just finished Euphoria. Season one. I know I, I'm so late, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big TV, TV show person. I don't have the kind of attention span to finish it, but movies, yeah. All um, right. So favorite movie. Favorite movie would have to be between Moonlight and a film called Super Eight. Yeah. Super Eight, the comedy. No, the movie. There's a film called Super Eight. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, directed it, but yeah, it's fun. I feel like um, wait, is it like a um a sci-fi? Yeah, it's like a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that because I'm like, I'm like, I know that sounds familiar. Yeah, like, and okay. as I used to watch, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that a Moonlight queen. Oscars. Oh is, yeah, it's still the crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know, I know. Um, clothing designer, if you have oh, Yes, yes. I'm gonna plug in my friends because my friends are great. Yeah, uh, Bachelor Jean Pierre, shout out. One of my favorite designers. Um, Kanis is one of my favorite designers too. She designs uh, uh, cool clothes as well. But, um, um, you know, anything from. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. I want to say Virgil Abloh Frail is a good is a good designer. Alexander, Alexander McQueen is my favorite. Yep. Alexander McQueen yeah. revolutionized fashion, honestly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, my favorite. And then last but not least, favorite countries you've traveled to? Mm. Okay, besides Haiti and Syria. Of course. You know, you know. Uh, you know, Japan was my favorite country I ever visited. Mm. Japan. Yeah, it was really cool to be there. and It's a wonderful, wonderful People city. People really, yeah, I gotta check out Japan. Yeah, man, I thought I was. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal. It's incredible, incredible place. What's next for Stephen Baboon? Any projects? Any Mm -hmm. more art? Like what? what, What's going on? Mm -hmm. Business moves? Yeah, yeah. Every every day is is (laughs) surprise. Um, But yeah, I'm working on with amazing Haitian artists on a couple projects. I don't want to really 
it's not time yet yeah i can't i can't i can't really okay. disclose anything i don't know if they're gonna be too happy about it but yeah i'm working with this amazing haitian dancer um Lee, and we're working on a beautiful project with her uh and yeah a couple other other things coming out so instagram is the best way <laughs> to keep up so i was gonna say where can the people find, yeah. find your work mm-hmm. yeah at steven baboon on instagram is the best way to kind of keep up with me and all of that and stevenbaboon.com i was gonna say because that's where i was like oh my god he's done you know because i knew you mainly through the viral videos and i'm like wait he's super dope like you do so much other stuff thank you so much yeah 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 a lot of people are like oh i thought comedy is what you did (laughs) that is far from what i do (laughs) that is so crazy but thank you for joining us today Uh, thank you for culture exchange Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you and thank you for your platform and everything you're doing. And I think the work you're doing is so important. So please keep going. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's great to hear.